Hi, it's Pete Price, and I'm talking to Luke Jerdy. Luke Jerdy is starring at The Everyman in a wonderful production that he's written. He was in Hollyoaks. He's a great talent. He teaches at Lipper. Have a listen to my podcast with Luke, the man himself. Liverpool Live. I went to The Everyman uh, the other night, and I really didn't know what to expect. I was in awe of what you did in awe of everything. Please tell us and take your time uh, about it, where the title came from, why you use your uh, other name uh, as the playwright and why your name, Luke, as the performer. Talk to us. I will. I will. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, um, first of all, for for coming and, uh, and, and for your kind words and feedback. I really, really appreciate it. And um, it seemed to really resonate with you, which... Which I thought was which I thought was great, and is and is the whole point of it really. Um, so basically, it's it's called Yamam, um, which stands for Young Man's Angry Movements, um, which basically came to me as a title while I was out running one day. I, I often have quite a few ideas while I'm out running. If I if I don't listen to music and it, I get into a kind of meditative state, and kind of good ideas come to me, and that, this title just popped into my head because um, I remembered being at school. Um, and quite often the insults that kids used to say to each other and throw at each other was about your parents. Like, oh, and your mum, and your mum, or your mum's this and your mum's that. So it was a kind of play on words with that and, and worked as an abbreviation. And, of course, it's about a young man, which is me, and about a young man that's angry um, and, and about my kind of movements through life. And it's quite a, quite a physical piece. Um, so, so it kind of all ties in with, with the play. Um, and basically, it just came about from a journey of, of self-discovery that I went on um, a couple of years ago, where basically my anger kind of came to a head, um, and I, I, it was kind of, my relationship wasn't going too well, and it was kind of like, you know, if I carry on like this, I'm going to end up end up kind of losing the relationship potentially and, and potentially kind of losing who I truly am and not being able to find myself. Um, and, and so I, I went, to, went to anger management and ther- talking therapy, um, which kicked off a journey of controlling the anger and becoming a much more relaxed and loving and kind, tolerant person. Um, and, and part of that was was getting to the root of why I was angry in the first place. So I kind of went back through all these moments in my life where, you know, and there was kind of probably in tiny mini incidents every day of anger flaring up, you know, whether that was, whether that was driving in the car or, you know, that classic getting annoyed at other drivers or trying to compete with other men subconsciously. It all kind of came from this place of anger so it, it, I basically kind of went back through and finally got to the root of where it all started. And once I found that, it was like, oh, okay, now I realize why I'm like how I am. I can start to tackle it um, in, a, in, a, in a proper way. Um, and then the play is basically that journey. It's basically that journey on stage. Um, and the name thing is, uh, my, my real name is, is Magic. My middle name's Luke, and I chose Luke as my acting name when I graduated from drama school after I got some you know I think now quite bad advice from an older actor who kind of said to me oh well you're you know you're you're white so casting directors are going to be confused (laughs) if if you keep your name as Majid you know I think you should I think you should change it to 
to Luke. So that's what I did. And and um, and so when I started writing, I thought, well, I'm going to use my my real name that I'm proud of. I'm proud of my heritage and 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 where where my family originates from. Half half my family, of course. Um, so I'm going to use that as my writing name. And and the reason the reason that I've I've put it on the kind of promotional material and all that, and it's written by Majid and performed by Luke, is because we're kind of multi-layered, really. Luke's my acting name, of course, so that's the actor performing. I also play lots of different versions of myself in the in the mm. show, um, and I think I've always struggled with my identity and my place in the world. So it's kind of playing on that identity struggle immediately, really, with going, well, it's written by this guy and it's performed by this guy, but actually it's the same guy, and he doesn't kind of really know who he is until you get until you get to the end of the play. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I've got to ask you, now <laughs> yeah. you've done it and you've seen it and you've had the experience and also people have given you fee- feedback, you've laid yourself completely bare in it. You haven't pulled any punches at all. You've allowed yourself to be completely uh, stripped. How do you feel about it? If it, it feels incredibly freeing um, and cathartic and just the way that it's kind of opened up conversations with either mates of mine that are are men or um, or mates of mine that are women um, you know or people that have come to the show that I've never met before Um, you know I met my I met my agent I've got a new agent recently and I met him in person for the first time um, because he came to see the show and within about you know 10-15 minutes we were talking about quite quite personal things about our families and divorces and what we went through as as kids, because he'd seen me doing it on stage, he felt able to open up to me about his life and his struggles. Um, and it's conversations like that, which I think are just amazing to have with, with, other, with other blokes, because we are all connected and we're all going through the same things and we've all experienced such things. You know, when, after the show, when you um, spoke, spoke to me and you said, you know, that's, that's my life on stage. And it's like, immediately, it's like, yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, we've, we've got something in common. Let's give each other a hug and, and have a chat about it. Yeah, um, no, I, I saw so much, and, and, and that's what frightened me. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, it was long, but it wasn't long. I didn't know where the time went and I watched you and because I'm in the industry it was fascinating to see the choreography you did so not only did you write it you had to remember the choreography also had to remember the the script but a lot of it rhymed and beautifully rhymed with the words there was so much to watch I was really shocked (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on, isn't there? And I think, I think that's kind of, it's a bit of, you know, kind of, you know if, I have a, if I have a philosophy about theatre, if, if, if you can call it that, my kind of philosophy for theatre is that I, I feel like when you're performing a play or writing a play, the audience should have to work to keep up with it. Not really, really hard, but they should never be relaxed. And I feel like with this piece and with the work that I try and do and what I encourage, uh, you know, I teach as well, what I encourage other actors to do is, is to always keep the audience on their toes because I think as an audience member, if we're working, just a li- we don't have to work too hard because if you have to work too hard, then it becomes complicated and then you're taking yourself out of the action. But if you just have to work that little bit hard to, to, to keep following what's going on, I think that's the that's the perfect balance because I think if we get too comfortable as audience members, then it starts to become a bit boring and you start to think about other things. So I'm glad that you felt that that the time just went really quickly 
um, and, and and you were able to kind of follow along with, with everything that was going on as well. I did indeed. Now tell me, because I'm an older man, so I, I could relate to so much that you're going to go through as well uh, in your life. That was frightening. How long's the play on for? It's on for another week. So we've got when, Wednesday to Saturday next week. Do you have any matinees or just one? We've got yeah, we've got a matinee on the Thursday, but it's um, it's exclusively for schools. My um, yeah. my my sister actually, Roya, works for a company called Football Beyond Borders, who work with um, kids from schools that are at, at risk of being excluded. Yeah. Um, and through kind of football and um, running sessions with them, um, they they try and help them to to become kind of better, better people. So as part of their curriculum, this. Um, this month um, or this term or whatever, they're um, they're using my play, um, so they're coming to see it on the on the Thursday matinee, which will be which will be great, I think. That's fantastic. Now you're a working actor. You've uh, you teach. You also have been. You know what you're doing. How did you feel when you brought it to life? Were you nervous at all? Did you have any blank spots, or did it just flow? I think the the press night, the the night you came, it was it, it was it flowed really really nicely. Um, I felt a little bit of nerves, but but the night before was the the preview night. Mm-hmm. I was I was very nervous. Yeah, I was I was kind of like trying to stay in the present moment as much as I could, so I didn't think too much about oh my god, I'm on stage in two hours. But when the time came. I was, yeah, I, I felt quite sick before I went on the stage. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to do it. Um, but it seemed to go well. Um, and there wasn't, there was maybe one or two times where I thought, oh, what's the next line? But then I found it very, very quickly. Um, but whereas the, the night you came was much more, I was much more confident with it. And I'd, I'd done that first one. And it was like, right, let's, mm. let's, let's really go for it now. And it seemed to flow, it seemed to flow really well, which was, which was great. Did you do the choreography, or did you bring somebody in? Uh, it was yes, yeah, me and uh, my director Adam. Yeah, Adam's um, a huge, huge part of the show. Um, he's, he did all the sound design um, along with my sister, who who did who did a lot of the tracks. Um, um, my sister Z uh, and 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 Adam did uh, all the video stuff that you see. There's a, that we use projection a lot in the show. And Adam did all of the video visual stuff as well. Had a huge hand in in the in the in the lighting, and also directed the piece as well. So it gave me a lot of acting notes and things like that with how how it should be delivered. So it was a joint effort between me and him. Really, I mean, to be honest, a lot of the, a lot of the choreo- particularly all the little the dance stuff, isn't really choreographed. It's just me. Kind oh, of really? Going I thought it bit, was. You know, going a bit mad with my hips. Um. <laughs> Well, you 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 you, uh, you convinced me that it was it was completely choreographed. It, it looked it is, that good. It looked yeah, a lot, that a lot good. of it is like like the chimp stuff and things like that. It is and like you know, I'll, at certain points, I'll always jump on the block and you know things like that. But but yeah, it's quite freeing to just kind of do what I want with the tracks. Luke, how long have you been writing it? Uh, it's been over two years altogether. I think I've probably written about eleven drafts of it all together because we did a, we did a research and development phase just before the first lockdown so back in february 2020 and then i spent lockdown developing it further and further and writing and rewriting um and, uh, and we were kind of rewriting right up until the last week of rehearsal we that we, t- we took a we took a certain section of it out with a few days to to go so it, it's it was it's been a like 
ongoing process, but mm. I feel really happy with where the script's at now. Do you realise how lucky you are in the respect that you are in a theatre when so many of our colleagues in the industry are decimated? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so, so grateful to be to be back on the stage. And I just hope that, you know, it can start a, it can start a recovery for the industry. Um, I know TV and films kind of kick-starting kick again, but it's been a long time for a lot of actors who have really, really struggled with it and, you know, and haven't necessarily had the support that, that they need. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I feel inc incredibly lucky to be to be on that stage, and I, I just hope that you know the everyman and the and the, and the players can kick on from this and and sell some tickets, and the and the city can get behind them to keep to keep them going because you know those they they need they need the um, the support from the community, the, the brilliant people of of Liverpool that I'm sure love theatre as much as I do, um, and it's about getting the right stuff on stage and getting stuff on stage that people really want to see. And then if you, if you do that and the work's there and you sell the tickets, then that's, that's how you run a theatre. Mm. So I'm hoping it can kickstart a recovery. If you just joined us, I'm talking to Luke from The Everyman with the most amazing piece of theatre. I, I promise you, you've got to try and get to see it because it really is remarkable. I mentioned uh, briefly then lockdown. Our industry has been decimated, whether it's backstage, whether it's lighting, rigs, what, whatever, every theatre. But there's another side that's a problem as well, Luke, isn't it? Because you're only a young man. What about new entertaining people and actors and people who want to go into lighting because so many have been out of work they, they're desperate to get work and where do the new people fit in yeah it's, it's a really good question um and i yeah i, I don't I, I don't have the answer unfortunately i mean it's, it's such a such a competitive industry um and i mean i can only obviously speak for the acting side of things it's, it's always been overcrowded. It's always been overpopulated, and you have to deal with disappointment. You know, so often there's for every you know for every success there's there's ten, fifteen, twenty, sometimes more rejections. Um, you're not you're not right for every job, of course, and and every single job people can cherry pick and decide um, who they who they want for each for each part. So it's it's really tricky, and obviously if there's less work out there now as well because of the pandemic and it's going to be then it's going to be even harder um so i guess you know i think just writing your own stuff is good um i think just being as creative as you possibly can and and getting getting your feelings onto onto the page and, and being creative with them um can can be cathartic more than more than anything else but I guess also it's about finding something alongside acting that you can do that you also enjoy um, because it can be really, really difficult. You know, I've I've done every single job under under the sun. I've done roofing. I've done done building work. I've done bar work. I've done restaurant work. Um, and it was only recently that I that I um, got a teaching job at, at Lipper, um, which has just been such a saviour for me during the, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and beyond, because I love doing that as well. So I think that's the key. I'm thrilled you said about uh, uh, other jobs. I have been in the industry for 50 years now, and I've reinvented myself every time. Unless you are um, a famous, famous actor that just does that, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to um, do other things. So you, you can't be precious about it, can you, Luke? No, you really can't. I, I completely agree, and it's, it is about 
adding strings to your bow because I, I remember like when when I was at drama school I remember thinking to myself no the only thing I want to do is act that's because I'm going to put all my focus on acting and that's it and actually the older I've got it's like well, no let's do some writing as well let's do let's let's do some teaching let's let's do some presenting work let's go into audio work like there's there's a lot of things out there that you can possibly try and if you can add stuff to your repertoire then that is going to make you happier ultimately did you enjoy your days in Hollyoaks? i did yeah i loved it yeah yeah they were they were the best, it was the best time of my life yeah it was it was brilliant there we had a wonderful wonderful time it's obviously where i i, I knew daisy before but we kind of reconnected we were friends before and but we kind of reconnected on Hollyoaks. so it completely kind of and that and that and it was during that time that i kind of turn my life around really and you know it's not that it's, it's, i'm not claiming to have been an extreme kind of rock bottom but obviously you've, you've seen the show and, and it's yeah, clear yeah. That no, I yeah, yeah. Make some, yeah needed to make some changes you know with things that had gone on personally for me um so it was during that time that i became a much more calmer relaxed person mm-hmm. and and happy being around other people and better socially and just enjoying my relationships with other people more um so hollyoaks is a lovely big family and um yeah it was it was a wonderful wonderful time interesting you say that about a big family i love going up to hollyoaks because i was very involved uh over brookside and of course that's where brookside was and it was phil redmond that taught them to have a family atmosphere and nobody is bigger than anyone whether it's the cleaner whether it's the um, security guard that's what i love about what was created at what was lime pick which was Brookside and I just loved it but I would show you around and say well that was where the garage was so you'd say oh that's the barn and I loved yeah, it yeah. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> remarkable and then at the end of the night I met Daisy now please tell me she made those cakes because I just wanted to marry me She did, well, she actually got them from our uh, from our, our favourite um, right. maker. Down she the road. didn't make um, them. Then. She That's didn't it. make them. Thank no. goodness but, for that. But she, <laughs> but she can cook like magnificently well. She's 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 an exceptional uh, cook, um, and uh, you know, exceptional at loads of other things as well. Of course, acting and. Yeah. And uh, and of course she's going to become a mother very, yeah, very absolutely. shortly, um, um, which is which is so exciting. Do you ever get back to Iran? I haven't. I would like to, but I've, I mean, I've I've never been. No, I would like to one day. I mean, I, I spoke to my dad recently actually um, about him going back there, and he was saying that even he's he would be slightly worried because he's he's got a British passport. Um, and he would be, he'd be concerned that you know they might yeah. think they might think he was a spy or or something like that. Even though he would, he'd be visiting his family, so I think even he has has some concerns about about going back there. Mm. Um, so I think it would it would have to be a, a later time when perhaps it was a bit safer to go and to go mm. and visit. Um, but I would I'd, I'd love to go go and explore my, that that side of my culture because I just don't feel as connected to it as I'd like to. Is the play going anywhere else? Um, we're hoping so. Yeah, we've got we've got plans for um, we've we've been we're in talks for doing the Edinburgh Fringe either this year or next year, no. um, and we've got a few London venues interested. We've got a few dates penciled at regional theatres next year as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm 
I'm really confident that it's going to go elsewhere as, as well, yeah. So what's the play called? It's called Yamam, which stands for Young Man's Angry Movement. And who wrote it? <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> and what's your playwright's name? Because I can't pronounce the second part. That's all right. So it says Majid Medizada. Yeah, no chance with that. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Got no chance with that, Luke. Luke, last question. What do you yep. want people who go to the theatre and sit like I did. I, by the way, I went in, I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's done out like a, um, a, a, a sort of club atmosphere with um, beautiful tables with white tablecloth and you buy a drink and sit in that sort of cabaret-type room with a very large stage for one young man uh, on his own with films at the top. What do you want people to walk out of the everyman when they've been to see it thinking? I'd like I'd like them to be inspired to make a change to make a bit of a difference in either their own lives or somebody else's life or other people's lives, um, and to just come out with a bit of hope. I think for the future, um, and to encourage openness, to encourage honesty, and if you're struggling with something, to to share it, whether that's writing it down getting it on the page or talking about it with friends or, or opening up to people because if they're friends of yours and they're worth their salt they're always going to want to listen to you and I think we all have an instinct in us to help I, 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 I hope I, you know that's maybe a kind of slightly hopeful view but I believe I believe that most of us have a, have a kind of maternal or paternal instinct and an instinct to protect and help our friends. And I think if somebody is open with you and shares a problem with you, you, you instantly want to help them, which, which, you know, will, will help them. So I hope that the show can kind of encourage that honesty and that openness because you see me being, being honest and, you know, on this kind of intensely personal journey. Um, so I hope that it encourages others to do the same. Well, the night I was there, you could hear a pin drop. It was remarkable. It was a great piece of theatre. You've had incredible reviews. Luke Dirty, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Pete. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you. If you enjoyed that, why not subscribe? It's free of charge. Liverpool Live.